so I went along and it was very busy. I got there at like 11 o'clock, so just after about an hour after the doors had opened. Um, and like it was just, it was just queues. There was just queues everywhere. And, but it wasn't particularly clear on what people were queuing for. So I went <laughs> over and had a look around the sort of like the, the shop area, the vendor, because it's official, because it was the official Warhammer Fest as well. So yeah. it wasn't like a ton of independent vendors. It was basically one store with the all, obviously all their, all their products. Mm. Um, so I had a look around. I was like, oh, maybe there's a couple of things I'd get. And then I realized that the queue to actually purchase items was all the way back to pretty much the entrance to the venue. And I was like, I just, I'm not spending all my time in the queue. So I had another look because they had a couple of um, event exclusive models. And I thought, well, if there's anything worth getting, it's them, right? They, they do. Yeah. This is the only place to to get them. Sort of like the and, promotional stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like con exclusives. Yeah. So they had, I think it was three. Well, at least three models that I saw. I don't know if there were any more that that I didn't see, but there were, I yeah. think there were three different models, and I wasn't interested or inspired by any of them. So I was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not really bothered about doing that either. So I'd look around. They had a bit of video gaming. Because um, there's a couple of new Warhammer-related games either about to launch or have recently come out. Um, so there was a couple of video game sections set up. But again, to play anything, you'd have been queuing for like an hour at least. Yeah. it's. And um, then... I guess the fact that it's a Warhammer one itself rather than, say, uh, tabletop models convention. Yeah, yeah. It's very niche and it's like, no, it's the hardcore Warhammer. Sure, sure, bands. sure. So it was cool. I had a look around, but I was like, I'm not, I wasn't playing in any of the games. I, mm. There was a, the Golden Demon painting competition. So I had a look and I tried to have a look around at some of the entries for that. They had them yeah. all nicely displayed in glass cases and stuff. But again, there were that many cues for other stuff kind of in and around the other bits that it was difficult to like look at stuff without being in somebody's way. Or And I just, after a couple of, after like sort of an hour and a half walking around, I thought, I'm gonna I'm gonna step outside for a bit of fresh air, and then when I got outside, I thought I'm just gonna wander into Manchester and have a look around some of the shops yeah. that I you know it's been a while since I've been over to the city, so at least um, you tried it out. At least you yeah, yeah yeah had a look. I ended up actually going to the Warhammer store that they have in Manchester mm. City Centre, um, and picked up I did pick up a few bits from there because I wasn't gonna be queuing all day for it. But they were saying that, like, yeah, they've had, they've, they, they were saying that they'd had loads of people from the festival, from the fest coming over mm. because of the queues and buying stuff in store. I was like, that's fair enough. But uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, good day. Did a bit of shopping. A couple of pickups, um, more relating to, to our stuff than little plastic soldiers. Well, it's a good thing I was recording then. Did it? Season one of the Chucky series. Yo. Um, which yeah, I've not seen any of yet, but I've heard good no. things about it. Big, uh, big Chucky fan, so I saw that in HMV. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll grab that because um, I think they've just started filming series three. Yes, how much did you pay um, for that? Um, it was fourteen quid, I think ish. It's kind of standard Blu-ray price, I guess. Uh, and the other one that I took a bit of a punt on, but it just sounded interesting, is this Hagazusa. Jesus, um, which is a debut filmmaker, uh, Lucas Fiegelfeld, Fiegelfelds, 
Uh, it was like horror film of the year 2019 voted as voted best horror movies of 2019 as voted on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, give, give me a spelling of the, I... the movie. Yeah. H A G A Z U double S A. Z U double S Hagazusa. Hagazusa. I'm, I'm yeah, more I'm curious sure. about the uh, uh, German. There it is. I'm, I'm curious German. about the country of origin. It's, it's German. Yeah, I wasn't. I was gonna say I wasn't entirely sure myself, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a witchy thing, um, and it sounds like it might be quite yeah and stuff. It's, I mean, the blurb on the back directly references uh, Robert Eggers, the witch. I'm getting. Google image, um, Google images. I'm getting the witch vibes from yeah. it, and so that's I kind of read that win-win, you know. And I thought, you know what, I'll I'll take a punt on that one. So, um, and ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes is, it. I mean, however you want to take Rotten Tomatoes reviews, it's a higher number. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's always good. <laughs> um, it seems also, promising. It was distributed by Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's probably not on Netflix anymore. Maybe not on our Netflix. On uh, another Netflix that you can get with a uh, Express VPN when we finally get sponsored by Express when we VPN. Get that every every <laughs> podcast gets sponsored by Express VPN or use. Uh, I can never say it, Kaspersky, because I use that. So go for that. Kaspersky, sponsor us. Um, Back to your Warhammer thing, though. I want, I want to tag yep. on to that. Man, Warhammer, mm-hmm. that, is the, that is the hobby that got away from me. Like, on top of being a horror addict, video game geek and lover, um, making props that I want to make myself, uh-huh. All these other hobbies. Warhammer is just one of those ones I would love just to be able to do and have time for. Yeah, but I mean, given your job, you're doing yeah. it on a bigger scale. You, you don't. Yeah. Really need, you don't really need to be doing it on a on a miniature scale. It's and expensive it's like, as well. It's very expensive. Like I've just I've just said to somebody that's uh, tweeted about just getting into it. Um, or potentially that they're just getting into it that it's it's as expensive as a drug ad, uh, drug habit without it being anywhere near as edgy or cool. It's probably <laughs> as as addictive though, right? But almost certainly as addictive <laughs> and definitely as expensive. Yeah. Yeah. God, I used to do it as a kid. Um, I used to do Warhammer Forty K. Uh, mm-hmm. Got the entry box for Christmas. The uh, oh, this is going to sound really bad because I don't know the official names, but they were the black space marines not the blue ones uh-huh. um oh ultra, I mean, ultra marines know. or something like that ultra but, marines are the blue ones that's about as much sign or my foot because i'm more interested in the fantasy side of stuff um i i am now as a kid i i think the space marines with big guns interest me more but i am much more interested in the fantasy if i was to do it now like with the original warhammer yeah yeah um but yeah, yeah like, i'm still waiting for some of that old hammer stuff to come back because they changed it all and in uh, it's not the fantasy stuff that I remember because I did a, I dabbled with it a little bit as a teenager as well, young yeah. teenager as well. So it's not the same fantasy. The fantasy Warhammer now is not the same as the fantasy Warhammer as when I was a teenager. So when I was first doing it, mm. um, because there was some, it's all in the lore or whatever. There's something happened in the world and it changed. Um, but they are bringing it back 
somehow. So they bring in some of the old, some of those old armies and models and things, which I'd like to see because you know I liked what I liked it as a as a kid when I was younger or whatever, and I'd yeah. like to see that stuff again. Um, the idea, yeah, I mean, going to a Warhammer festival aside, I I yeah. tend to look at other places for miniatures and more D and D stuff and. Uh, well, like I say, I don't play any of the games, so I've got a little bit more scope. Well, a lot more scope with looking at um, individual prints and nothing necessarily Games Workshop related. The the game itself, like, I mean, that was like, I don't play tabletop. I've played a couple of rounds of D&D &D in my life. And it's another hobby I'd love to get back into, but I don't have the time or the, <laughs> the energy or patience to do it. Maybe one day in the future when life's chilled out a bit, but... Um, I when I was into Warhammer as a kid, I went down to Games Workshop and tried to get involved. Like, oh, I've got my got my crew of Ultramarines or whatever they were, and I've got one guy in a little bike and one guy in a little hover ship. And I tried to get in you know, on the table, and they was it was too anal for me. It was <laughs> yeah. far too guys shouting to me, going, "That's not twelve inches away from the edge of the board." Like, oh, hey, I'm yeah, like, twelve, I think, ten, I think or eleven. Something like, that kind of put me off playing it I, as well. I I like the idea of maybe building my own little set having it in a glass cabinet and then building my own little army or faction shall we say and then having it displayed nicely yeah you know that's, that's something i'd quite like to do dioramas know? little yes fun bases and little yeah little yeah. scenes i've got no interest in playing the game that's no. at all i'm sure it's that... a lot of fun and obviously it's massive and a lot of people are into it and certainly not throwing shade on anybody that does play but the, the the game side of it holds very little appeal to me. Yeah. Um, and I've got plenty, plenty of uh, different density foams from my job that I can start <laughs> crafting. Uh, landscapes and whatnot. The amount we chuck away, man, it's disgusting. That You should you should sell it, definitely. You'll make a fortune. Yeah, we get like 8x4 foot, mm. you know, like a plywood, but 8x4 foot uh, by 100 mil thick boards of model foam different densities and we'll see and see bits out but then the rest it's like uh we're not gonna really do anything with that and it's about this big yeah it's like oh just chuck it in the skip are you what no that's going under my bench yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i can figure something to do with it i, I can't it. bear to see it go ch get chucked flog it to but, the warhammer um, nerds the diorama makers and the uh yeah the tabletop terrain people they'll snap it up yeah i was just thinking like i'll get a plywood board Stick a load of poly uh, blocks on it, get a craft knife and just cut it all out, make a rock formation, cover it in plaster or something, and there yeah. you go. You've got a basis of a mountain or a rock formation. That's what you do. It's, yeah. yeah. Or you could go one step further, which is something I've done, and actually gone out and collected a bunch of rocks <laughs> and dirt. And what you do is you collect all the rocks and the dirt and you glue it onto your board and then you paint it to make it look like rocks and dirt. That's that tends to be what genius, you do. mate. Genius. You get the real <laughs> stuff, and then you end no. up covering it in a lot of paint to try but and the, make it look like what it is. It's, the real stuff doesn't look like the real stuff. It's <laughs> not not real, not in the same sense. No, it's it's it's, it's very it's like, silly. But. It's like that Simpsons episode where there are uh, you don't use cows, you paint horses. <laughs> That's it. Cows don't look like cows on <laughs> they, film. They don't look like <laughs> rocks. Don't look like real rocks in dioramas. <laughs> you got to tape a bunch of cats together. Mm -hmm. Oh, welcome to the Warhammer podcast, folks. Um, <laughs> for the next hour and a half, we'll be discussing 
how we can't afford uh, lots of Warhammer and how much we want to play Warhammer. So no time to paint any of the stuff that you have bought. I say, looking into the corner where there's about a hundred quid's worth of unopened <laughs> model boxes, <laughs> at least. Nice. Yeah, don't you make me want make me want to get into it. Well, we found the time for this, and we found the time to go view today's episode's beautiful film. Welcome back to the Dreadcast, folks. It's, it's episode thirty-nine. 39. I think. I'm checking. Thirty-eight yeah. was last week. Yes, thirty-nine. Get the higher these episodes are getting, the, the harder I am remembering which number we're actually at. Um, yes, welcome back, Dreadcast. Um, Definitely thirty-nine. Does that mean is that is this the ninth one that I've done now? The eighth one. Uh, uh, yes. Yes, one of those. <laughs> yeah. One of those. Yes, Aiden. The an answer <laughs> is that. I think, what it's, you I think said. it's the eighth one. I'm going to check. You you came in in Child's Play, right? One, yeah, two, which was three, 31. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. This is your ninth episode. Ninth one. You've nearly hit your decade of nice. uh, Dreadcast Double features. Um, and it's been wonderful having you here. It's been Part wonderful to be here. It's been wonderful um, to be here. And this particular episode is a wonderful film to watch. This is a doozy. This is going to be a, I think we're both... be a banger. I think we're both big fans of this particular franchise, aren't we? Yes. And just quickly before we get into that, I want to say thank you to everyone again who has viewed the last episode, Horror Clichés, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly on YouTube. It's been great. Thank you for checking it out, giving the likes and downloading it in the audio platforms. Uh, it's doing well. And much. so are all the past episodes. So yeah, thank you very much. Um, I don't think there are any other shout outs this week. I think we just need to get straight into the... Um, the meat and potatoes of uh i mean let's i mean for one thing let's try and get this recorded by dawn so yeah today folks we are talking about the evil the evil no it's not the, the evil dead it's i've not already evil. butchered it <laughs> we're talking about the evil dead rise folks <laughs> the latest Evil Dead movie, Ev Evil Dead Rise. Ten years, I used to, I've just realised it was ten years after uh, yep. the last one. The reboot, yeah. it was so long. So I said to you, we, we both saw it this week at cinema, and I said to you, hmm? I'm not going to tell you my opinions on it, and I said to you, don't tell me your opinions on it uh -huh. until today, because it's better. First thing I'm going to ask you, did you like it? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Very much so, I did. Cool. I, I agree. Um, I would preface that as well with, I thought it was great, but I preferred the 2013 remake. And I would well, agree with you, 100%. Yeah. The, yeah. I felt... Can't, can't fault Rise. Very much enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, you, you can't. It was the same. It kept the same tone as um, as the 2013 one. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I think most of our comparisons are going to be to that 2013 one because that's... It, it, it's that a part of the series that it's following on from isn't it yeah um so yeah very much very much uh agreed that it was it was a great addition um it did some things slightly differently it did some things the same um but 2013 it didn't quite have the same impact as the 2013 one for me um no 
I also the thing with 2013, I still don't think it gets enough praise. I think it still falls in line with the everyone's sick of reboots and remakes of horror films because genuinely they're crap. They are crap. And I don't think a lot of people give it credit. T had never seen it or seen the trailer. And I remember when I showed it to him, he was taken back by it. And I think a lot of people were because they, they see oh, Evil Dead. You know, didn't this come out? No, it's a remake. Oh, God, really? Again? If it was titled, like, thankfully they titled this Evil Dead Rise. It's its own film. Yeah. If the 2013 was called just, just something different, it might have had a better impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A better a better reception. Well, I mean, mm, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, but it it's, it, 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 I mean, it is the Evil Dead, isn't it? The, the 2013 mm. one is, mm. it is the same film in broad strokes. It's kids going to a cabin in the woods yeah. and unwittingly you know yeah it, it's the reboot from or it, it's it is a reboot of that film yeah uh broad strokes it does follow the same plot but the, yeah this one um yeah going into it um i was i was wondering how it was going to follow on how it was going to tie into it um, oh did you did you think or assume it was going to I I thought there would be a link there beyond it mm. just being an Evil Dead movie. I thought there'd be, yeah, I I wasn't sure. Um, how I mean, sort of after the fact and doing a little bit of sort of reading and digging in prep for for this evening. Yeah. Um, it's may it makes sense to me. Um, I'll talk about that in a little bit more detail later on. But um, but yeah, I was I was just expecting I don't know there'd be some uh, probably through the book probably through the Necronomicon how the mm. Necronomicon gets to um, gets to the family in Rise would have some sort of follow through from uh, yeah twenty thirteen I think I did think that myself like with the trailer obviously I remember in pre-production where reports and reviews came out saying oh this is now set in a high-rise building in a, in, not in the forest and i'm like i'm thinking okay how are we going from this to that how, how are we but then i'm thinking at the same time everyone died in 2013 apart from uh, mia who uh, we don't we don't we don't know what happened we don't need to know what happened no because what i like what they've done with this is they kind of treated it like the bond series You've oh, got yeah, yeah. Evil Dead being the name, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like each film is its own novel. Yeah. Its own instrument I mean, it's, yeah, in the same context. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not disappointed that there was no follow through. And yeah. it doesn't, I don't feel it necessarily needs a follow through no. by any stretch. And it works as a standalone. Um, but yeah, I just thought there'd be some like reference to mm. the 2013 film through some sort of. Um, yeah, through the, you know a, a callback, a reference, a recording, a picture, a, a newspaper clipping. There'd be some, there'd be something linking it. Um, and it wasn't until I guess post the title card sequence, I guess, is when I I kind of thought, all right, it's gonna just something's gonna happen. And then my next thought was like, oh, where's the book? When's the book gonna appear? You yeah. know, because I mean the uh- first. The first, the opening scene, that title, pre-title card bit. Oh, let's just talk about that now. I've got a few things before we get into the film, but let's talk. That title card reveal was super. 
it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But that's it, that's kids in the woods. That's kids in the woods, you know. So I figured, yeah. oh, kids in the woods in a cabin. This is where we're gonna get the link, and it doesn't play out like that. And it's uh, it's it did something different and very unique, and it was fantastic. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, um, completely. What what would you what would you give it? What would you give it the rating? The film. Oh, okay, it's like a yes, yeah, out of ten. I, I've gone for an out of 10 and a school grade, like an academic grade. Okay, okay. For both. I've got, um, I've got two. Out of 10. That's seven, seven and a half. Exactly what I got. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, exactly what I got. It, it has, a, it does, I do think it has a couple of issues and I say we'll get into them as we get, uh, we'll get into him. Overall, enjoyed the hell out of it. I'll definitely watch it again. We'll yep. add it to the collection. Um, great intro, uh, great entry into uh, entry for the series. But there's a few things that were a little bit meh. They could have they could have gone harder on. They could have left out. You know, it's not it's not perfect. So yeah, you know, B minus seven and a half out of ten. B minus. B. I've got that's exactly what I've got. <laughs> exactly what I've got. This is great. And what you just briefly mentioned about a great entry point is that, like I said about the the, the way they've done it, like the Bond films, they're different, they're like different installments. You've obviously got the Ash trilogy. Now, don't get me wrong, they're great, but as good as Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness is, it's not as good as two or one. Army of Darkness so, is kind of its own thing, exactly. All, it all together, it's a totally separate little. But they quirk. could have fallen down a bad uh, i don't know timeline where the films just got they kept progressing ash's story worse and worse yeah. and you can't you couldn't maybe start army of darkness if you wanted to get into the franchise evil dead 2013 you could start there you could start at rise now or you could start one or two really so well some good entry points an interesting little theory that i read earlier mm -hmm. um, because bruce campbell has a cameo in rise you know that now as we were just talking about this before, we both watched it at cinema. It's hard to take notes at cinema, so we're having to remember a lot of things. There's a lot mm -hmm. of things I haven't remembered, which will probably pop into my head as we're talking now. So go for it. <laughs> so Bruce Campbell's cameo in Evil Dead Rise is audio only. And he is one of the voices on the vinyl <sighs> recording of the priest talking about the book. And I think he's one of the... If I remember rightly, the priest is saying how we can use this book and uh, da, da, we should study it. And he's, he's it's essentially, he's appealing to the heads of the church for yeah. permission to investigate the book. And one of the negative voices in response that says like, no, it's evil, it'll destroy us all or whatever, is Bruce Campbell. Okay, that's cool, now, that's cool. So that that is his little his little cameo in the film. Now further to that, yeah. That he, I think Bruce Campbell himself has said, or somebody related, somebody close to the movie, I forget just who it was, has said that might not necessarily be Bruce Campbell just doing a cameo as a character. That may in fact be Ash himself. Now, okay. doesn't really hold up because it's in the 20s. I think that recording is supposed to be like 1923 or something. Yeah similar um so it doesn't exactly work but another thing another sort of interesting theory that i read about earlier 
is the the three Necronomicons that Ash comes across in Army of Darkness. Yes, love that bit. Play into the Evil Dead universe that we have now. So Ash, Ash's story revolves around Necronomicon number one. Mia in 2013 is dealing with Necronomicon number two. No. And the family in Evil Dead Rise are dealing with Necronomicon number three. Because all the demons are slightly different. And this this is a little a little that... theory. I don't know I don't know who's dreamt this up or how much weight there is to it or anything like that. But it's a fun little theory and I think it deserves mentioning. Cause it, it's That's fantastic. It, it, it works. It's nice. I liked it. Um, but yeah, it's so. And and the the priest on that recording in Rise does say that it, it is this it is one of three books. I think he says that this Necronomicon is one of three. So yeah. So that's how we get the three different. That is either a, uh, how you ever describe it, a fantastic theory or speculation or yeah, what? I, mean, I can't take credit for it i just found it in doing a bit of googling i'll i'll dig out the link and i'll send it to that's you. brilliant um uh, if if they if they went without and followed it it would be brilliant but it i think that's great all together it does um, it ties it all together nicely it works it's uh it's a neat, neat little package Apparently there is a Necronomicon in Ash vs. the Evil Dead. I never got around to seeing Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Oh, after seeing is. Evil Dead Rise, I do plan to start watching it because it's meant to be fantastic. I'm looking it's at all the good. I'm looking at all the different Necronomicons from all of them, and they obviously start I don't want to say goofy, but they start dirty and disgusting and goofy in the first one with the the, the front cover looking more like the face, and then they Be get the face. Like the the evil the reboot 2013 and this one are pretty much just tattered books. Although this one has the the teeth. This one has um, the similar teeth, to the Harry the Potter. They're very similar to yeah. the Harry Potter. I got immediate Harry Potter, but I liked it. I thought it was a cool little, that cool? cool little design. So yeah, that that say going back to that little theory is that, the, that it's three different books that each are related to three different demons. Yeah. Um, this one being in the in Rise being known as the Marauder. Whereas I think it was the abomination in 2013, and right. I have no idea what ultimately it's, it is in Evil Dead. They probably not thought of a name for it. Um, I really like that. I hadn't. I had yeah, never I considered it, cool. it. No, no, not something that occurred to me either. It was say something I I read earlier, and I thought, oh, I'll mention that because it's it works. It's nice. It, it's a it's a good little a good little theory, a good little notion. It. Um, it does work and it is nice, but at the same time, and I noted this down, and this is something I talked about, I remember to a friend when I went to the cinema, is that I like that they're individual stories, but I, every fucking film nowadays has to have, and Mar this is Marvel's fault, has to have a multiverse, a long <laughs> yeah. franchise. This doesn't need to be. It works individually, but I like. I'd like, I like if they did that, they kept the sort of chain between each one, but didn't focus in on it. Say, like, the next film is all three heroes together. Just keep sprinkling... Yeah, no, I linked. don't want that. No, just keep sprinkling that they're linked somehow. Mm -hmm. But that we don't need a multiverse. We, and not everything needs no. a fucking multiverse. Well, isn't... I, th I think it's... what I can't remember just which, which game it is, but one of the Evil Dead video games ends with the Necronomicon becoming a bestseller. <laughs> And basically, it has it has that sort of um, oh no, I damn, I slept too long, like 
cliffhanger ending from the end of uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. game ends in a way that like Ash comes back through a portal to find the city deserted and the streets and everything's all smashed up. And he's like, oh, where is everybody? Looks in the window of a shop and it's it's there's like tattered banners for the number one bestseller, the Necronomicon. <laughs> so <laughs> arguably there's a whole library of Necronomicons out there, each tied to a different demon, which means we can keep churning out Evil Dead films. And, I, uh, um, I have... Keeping them fresh. I have uh, Hail to the King on the PS1. Um, the Evil Dead game. I yeah. don't know if that's the one. Uh, I can't remember the, the exact title. It may well. Is that the first one that came out? I think so. Let me uh, let me just check. There was there was a couple, wasn't there? There was and obviously a the the Evil Dead. Um, I want to call it the Dead, the Dead by Daylight game because all these horror games are basically Dead by Daylight. Yeah, you know, like the Evil the fr Friday the Thirteenth, Dead by Daylight, Texas Chainsaw. Which is yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be the same. No, it's going to be the same. Not the new one. It's one of the old PS One games. I'm thinking Dead of. Dead game. Definitely. Let's have a look. We have. Uh, uh, uh... Uh oh! Oh, it's just show. Hang on, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that because I'm going to, have to do some research on that. Um, where were we? Um, I think it was Hail to the King. I think. It I is think one. yeah. I think there was a PS2 one as well. There was Fistful of Boomstick. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. Which I I have and I've not played, but I do have a copy of it somewhere. I'll have to. I'll have to hook it up. Man, I've been going back and forth just trying to decide on if I can justify buying the 2013 4K Collector's Edition of yes, Evil Dead. Yes, you can. Man, it's 40 quid. <laughs> I would. I'm definitely getting some sort of special edition of Rise. I, worry, I really want to build a good Evil Dead collection. Have you seen the, the... um? I've seen the Steelbook. Yeah, you sent with... me a link for it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And I showed I showed you my collected uh, DVD edition of Evil Dead One, didn't I? Uh, it's the actual Necronomicon like leather book. Have you got that as well? It's like a rubbery uh, leather. Oh no, not yes. leather. It's rubber. Yeah, latex book. Yes. One oh, second. He's going to get it, folks. For the audio listeners here, um, Aiden has left his chair. He is standing up. Oh, he's climbing. He's climbing. Oh, all the books have fallen on him. Um, uh, he's trapped under the books. He's he's found the Necronomicon, but he is trapped under all the books. Uh, there it is. That one. It's the Necronomicon that has done this to him. It was cursed. He it's is very trapped high under up on all the shelf. books. Oh, no, he isn't trapped under all the books, folks. He, well, I was just lying. <laughs> With the yep, little ear on the back. That's what I got. That's what I got. It's, it's great. It's really good. It I'm, glad is, you, yeah. I'm glad you found yours because mine's in storage somewhere still. <laughs> It is. No, this is this. I really did love this with the little drawings inside. I think that's one of my being a bit of a a bibliophile, a bit of a book nerd. Anyway, I think um, the the books always appeal to me, and the look of the Necronomicon in the films, and I agree that the, the glimpses that you get of all the horrible. I'd love demon to, imagery. Not legit have one, but have I've always like it's parchment, like crackly old timey, mm -hmm. dirty parchment book that. Like sort of creaks when you open it. Oh, well, it'd it. be skin, wouldn't it? it well, that's <laughs> think... true. It's not parchment. It's skin. It's bound in. Well, it's bound in human flesh. But I think there's probably a good case to suggest that the pages okay. are some sort of skin. I'd well. rather one with parchment than the skin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the vegan. The vegan yes. version. <laughs> yeah. Um, Necronomicon veganus. This Necronomicon, though, if we're talking about it, um, 
It's like, it look, we say it looks like the Harry Potter. I can't remember what it's called. It's that book that's under the bed that Harry stays in. One. I, think it's it's the, I can't bed. remember. It's the Care for Magical Creatures book or something like that, isn't it? But this is, the pages in it are just, they're kind of, um, is it apparition? Is that the word? Of what could come, of what demons could come. Because it shows it, different types of demonic powers that could come. Rather than, there's, yeah. there's not so much satanic writing or language of. No, it's... And well, I mean, there must be somewhere in there because it's that it's read it. It's the translations played, but I don't think we see much in the way of text in there. I think it just yeah. shows these visions. Uh, and I did, and it, they are sort of like prophetic imageries. And I, re, I again, I record this. It's kind of it's a similar thing that happens in 2013. And I did make a note of this because I thought that perhaps they didn't expand about it in uh, on it enough. In this one, because if I remember rightly, it's it's not that long since I watched the 2013 version, but I can't quite remember if this is the case or not. Mm. But there's specific reference to there being like five sacrifices, and on the fifth sacrifice, this demon will be fully unleashed. Which is the, the the demon that crawls out of the ground and Mia has to fight the end. Yes, 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 yes. And it shows the image, it shows imagery of somebody boiling to death and we have the hot yeah. shower scene and then yeah 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 so so every every death in 2013's evil dead every possession every uh incident yeah. relates to an image it keeps cutting back to the book and it shows us a relating image in the book there's a little bit of the same sort of thing in rise there is there is but yeah. it's not it's not expressed explicitly as being this is these are the events that are going to happen and this is i'm pretty sure in 2013's evil dead it's specific there's a somebody says somebody either reads it or it's mentioned in the recording that five people are going to die and when the fifth person's dead everything's over the demons fully mm, mm. unleashed mm. and it's not as explicitly mentioned in rise but essentially that is what's happening and but the final thing is the end demon the demon's final form that we get um, yes so i want to talk about that at some point soon yeah, yeah. well let's talk, talk about, about it now yeah what? fuck it let's talk about the let's the, talk the, about the, the big finale let's go we'll straight talk about the finale, the finale <laughs> 20 minutes in <laughs> wherever we are um, but what did what did you think about that what the the, the uh, let's what? call it the marauder because i the, believe that's what it's uh, what it's called the, the final uh, form I had no problem with it. Uh, what I did like about it is that how they shot it. I like okay. they didn't they didn't put any like harsh lighting and the camera straight on it at all points. It was very subtle. Some you saw some arms creeping out. Then you mm -hmm. saw it, the the silhouette of it, and then it was really towards the end when it was in the um, when it was in the chipper, the chipper being Fargoed. Uh, you saw a lot more of it, but I, I preferred that. I, you don't need to see everything of the yeah, monster i agree it was it worked it was working more up until the chipper i thought yeah. felt that we just saw a little bit too much mm. of it yeah when, you'll not overexpose it yeah a, a little bit too much and i thought mm, it's kind of lost its yeah mystique and its edge but up until that point it was great like the the scene in the back of the truck with the chain and it flung, yeah, the chain yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it did did well not to reveal it um but yeah, that was essentially the the Rises version of the demon coming out of the ground and um, yeah, it, it being the sort of the final 
the final form. Um, Which it was only um, the the Marauder itself was only El, Bridget, and Danny, right? It wasn't her neighbors and the two young boys. I believe. I don't. I believe it was only. Or did they all merge? I think they all merged. Yeah. Um, or at least, well, part in part. I yeah. think we saw a scene where the rest of them were there but missing limbs. Mm. So they'd given up their limbs um, to to be part of it. But yeah, it was only... Uh, it was only... Yeah, um, that... yeah Mia. Uh, not Mia. Danny and um, Bridget. That got a bit society at that point yeah. when <laughs> they're just um, sort of merging bodies into one. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I liked it. I, I, it wasn't too goofy in a big, crazy end of the thing sort of monster. Mm. It it was it wasn't too big. It was probably a couple of bodies size. You know, there was a couple of bodies merged mm-hmm. together size. It wasn't overpowering. Um, it was defeatable. It didn't have supernatural powers in a way. No, it um, wasn't like no, it didn't. It wasn't like a OP. No. Thing. I mean, it look was, at the end of Evil Dead Two, the tree. It was just creepy. Yeah. <laughs> look at the tree. <laughs> Trees that, can be scary. When it's got a face as well, right? Yeah, it did have a big goofy really face, bad. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I need to look at that again. Hang on a like, minute. Yeah. Tree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was good. I liked it. I mean, what right, okay, what do we think of what did you think of the characters, the cast, the family generally? It's fucking tree, man. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so goofy. No, you're telling me they are. Um You can set them up. You can set them up as little traps in the game. It's pretty cool. This thing is straight out of lip, little shop of horrors. And they always scare <laughs> the crap out of me. The okay, so out of all the characters, I, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do. As we're talking about characters, I'm gonna skip the first scenes, and we're gonna okay. start. The film starts with Beth. Yeah, because I have something I want to talk about about the first scene as well individually. Okay. I, I love. I think Beth is as good as Mia as a, and I'm not gonna call her a final mm-hmm. girl because I think that term is. That's it. Falls more in the slasher category. Yeah, final girl. Yeah. I feel. I mean, she was a strong female protagonist. I think she was great. I think Beth was great. Um, I liked the family. They all. They felt. They felt like a family. Sometimes I you, think they you, were. You, uh, yeah, I think they were all likable. Definitely, they were. I was, I was expecting at least one of those kids to be like horrendous, but but they were all reasonable they were decent i mean they were a very sort of quirky family they were a bit of they were all very different yeah you know we had ellie being a tattooist and then mia's a keep calling her mia beth's a guitar tech um Uh, bridget bridget is her daughter sorry bridget yeah no 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 bridget no uh, beth the sister oh sorry i thought yeah beth the sister bridget the daughter yeah 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 um and then yeah uh danny had the DJing thing going on, yeah. and then the little girl Alyssa was cutting the heads off dolls and making weird yeah. props and things. So they all had some sort of quirky, like thing going on, and being a bit edgy and alternative. I liked it. They lived in what? this weird, decrepit building. Oh, man, every all the words that just came out of your mouth. I have there's like ten segues there to notes that I've written down. <laughs> 
So I'm trying to remember the but the, the, the people. Right? The, the, what I've I've noticed with this film, which kind of solidified my my thought on the characters in Evil Dead, that for the most part there aren't that many unlikable characters in Evil Dead film. You you think about corny slashers, there's always like dickheads that you're like, oh, I can't Fodder. wait. You, you, yeah. Fodder that you want to get killed. And yeah. even the Evil Dead franchise, and especially this film, it's it's a quite bleak story where no one really, not a lot of people survive. Like you like, you get to know these people, this family, there's nothing wrong with this family, they're struggling. But it's not a happy ending. It's not a horror film with a happy ending for them. Maybe the little girl and Beth, but this little girl, has, her family has just become a monster in front, monsters <laughs> yeah. in front of her. <laughs> And Beth has only just survived. And it's like, they just get wiped out. And it's the same with Mia. Uh, her brother, her best friend, her other friend's just gone while she's recovering drug addict. Yeah. There's no, not really a happy ending. Like... Mia? No, she loses her arm. Is it her arm? She rips her, her arm gets trapped under the Oh, it's her arm. Yeah, I knew there was some loss of limbs. Oh. But um, I like that. Uh, you you kind of expect a kill count, but that's what you more get. You more so get slashes. This is. Uh, I want to say everyone's fair game, but you don't want to see everyone be fair game. Slashers, you, you've got your primary character, your pr- protagonist that you're like, you're probably going to survive. But everyone else is ready to be chopped up. This you're like no. Oh no, Bridget. Oh, Danny. Danny well, as well. Like. I mean, talking about everybody being fair game. They they're kids. And yeah, that's the kids, that's the other thing. Yeah, kids generally don't. The kids generally do make it through horror films because that's a a line that is rarely crossed. Certainly on camera. Depends how um, old they are, though. I guess they are. They are. Yeah, they are sort of teenagers, but they're still they're not the usual sort of t- age of teenagers that would be fodder fodder in horror movies. They're no. still the younger. Yeah, okay. I, 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 it's probably because we've got the presence of a mother figure like actually there and they're not yeah. the one that makes them seem younger. Um, but I think for, for a good sort of beat of the film, it was sort of teasing whether they were going to cross that line and most and, definitely and most go definitely. down and, and sort of have it in for the kids. And then they definitely do. They, de- they definitely crossed that line and went for it, which, you know. Yeah. Uh, should happen it would it would have i think it would have suffered a lot if they had have drawn that line and not crossed it um i i think it would have been worse as well if say bridget and danny didn't turn but they were severely injured mm-hmm. say they were all on the escape mm-hmm. uh bridget gets attacked by l spoiler l's very much possessed in this film the mum. um <laughs> And she's like, I can't go on. And she tries to fend off L. Bridget tries to fend off L while they escape, and then Bridget gets killed. It's. I think it's better that Bridget got possessed and turned into whatever the hell she was, rather than being killed as a full, fully human. You know, yeah. That, 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 you can kill a demonic possessed child more yeah. than you can kill off a conscious human child. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it's easier. That's how you get away with it. That's this. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, they made sure that there was it was a it was a monster first. But I'm glad that they they went they went there and uh, and we we got them. I mean, the the deadites were great. There's a lot of yeah. good. 
demon chatter, which I all, I always like in Evil Dead films. A lot of you know, your mother's with the maggots now and all that sort of stuff, and I'm gonna yeah. swallow your soul and the various other lines that they come out with, which are yeah. always it's always good, good gritty violence. Um, gives a I, I think the way the Deadites do talk like that gives a great portrayal of whatever their interpretation of hell could be because they are just pure evil hmm. just disgusting evil that's all oh, their, yeah. their, their mo is to kill yeah. torture be evil and that's yeah it's uh they're, they're great they're great yeah sure um, like shock like the moment with the tattoo gun she she sort of jams it in her own head and then yeah you know, actively goes to to infect with the blood as it was it was brilliant yeah they they have no sort of compassion for the victims or for the host that they're inhabiting they cut themselves and attack and yeah there was a i felt like there was a lot more sort of supernatural mm. um at, at, like component to them this time i mean i know it's about possession anyway and it's all supernatural but there was a lot of like spider walking at walls and flying yeah. across the room <laughs> yeah, um, a, bit. a lot more of that than they seem than i recall there being in pre in the previous in the 2013 one oh that yeah a lot more which was you know <laughs> excuse I, the I, pun more grounded um it was <laughs> <laughs> i i appreciate as far as the characters i appreciate a small cast mm -hmm. um yeah, you've got the two neighbors down the hall there, the, the, the middle aged guy and then the older guy and the two yeah. kids, the two kids, and that that's it, really. Um, yeah. That's um, all you need. It's not overly clustered, it's not busy, it's not too busy. It's it's just, again, yeah, no, we did thirteen. That's all you need. Certainly didn't need a, a bigger cast. And for the most part, those other neighbours are are the fodder. They are oh, gotcha. just there to be killed. Oh yeah. I was lamenting a little bit that we didn't see them get off in as much detail <laughs> although yeah. i like the way that that corridor scene was shot through the peephole and you just kind of see characters running off and getting dragged back and you know reacting to things outside of our viewpoint it was it was oh. a nicely shot scene but if you wanted to up the gore factor a little bit we could have you know they could have quite easily shown a little bit more of what happened to those guys man i had people laughing at that scene and it was I, I, funnily enough, I think there was a lot of, maybe not that scene in particular, but I, th I felt like there was more humor in this one. I Look, felt 2013 like was very serious. Yeah. Very serious. I felt like this one did ha did play for laughs a little bit. Mm. Well, maybe not play for laughs, but there were there were some, there was a little bit more humor interjected into into various bits and pieces. I mean, one one scene in particular was we got the eyeball. Um. Yeah, that was pretty goofy. Bit short, which is yeah. was a nod to Evil Dead Two, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but there was there was a couple of things. Um, I can't I can't remember what it was now. There was something that was probably only, uh, probably only happened in my screening. But as I said, watching it in the cinema, there was a couple of people along the same row as me that were a little bit noisy at various points, um, a little bit irritating. But at one point, I think it was. It may have been the cheese grater. No, it may have been the cheese grater scene, or possibly the scissors, the scissor stab. I forget just which. Yeah. But in a very broad East Lanks accent, a woman sat a couple of seats down from me, just went, 
bloody hell. <laughs> Which I couldn't help but laugh at. <laughs> that's brilliant. But... See, that's a, I, I, do you know what? That's a fine reaction in a cinema. <laughs> I, I don't mind people that would be like that because they're they're reacting to it rather than giggling at something that doesn't need to be giggled at because these are clearly people that you know, don't get immersed with horror, which is up to them, but it it puts it takes me out of it. Yeah. And when like I said, when people laughed at this the the through the peephole and the the hallway scene where a kid's getting flung across the room, I'm like, oh, I'm I don't really find this funny. I mean that wasn't that wasn't a funny no. scene. That wasn't meant to be a funny scene. No. But I think they were I think I do feel like this one did have a few lighter moments. Um Yeah, yeah definitely. Than than uh, the twenty thirteen movie did. Um, you when we were briefly talking about you briefly talking about these characters, I, I one note I did put down was this apartment layout was wild. Like for an apartment, it f- it felt all over the place. Mm. It's just a little little nitpick, but like the doors to Danny's room were like glass, uh, dining room doors or whatever. Yeah. Like, um. I want to. I want to say felt very bohemian, very, very cool, very. Well, that's that's hippie, kind of yeah. the vibe of the whole apartment, anyway, yeah. wasn't it? It was all, and I think sort of testament to it, or it being this sort of older building. That's um, it. Yeah, yeah. That may or may not have been apartment. Yeah, it was. It was very. It was odd, but I, and I. Another thing that I think they may have, they, they could have maybe gone a little bit more um, into was the fact that it was a different setting and we were in this apartment building um yeah it's a nice it's a nice change it is a nice change but i felt we could have maybe seen a little bit more of it now i know the, the whole the building yeah mm. i just it, it it may have worked it may not it may not have worked but obviously in all previous iterations of evil dead army of darkness aside because that's its its own thing <laughs> yeah isolation is obviously a big part of it we've got a cabin in the woods the remoteness that's you know that's your horror um and uh and we've got a cabin in the woods and um we've got another cabin in the woods yeah (laughs) (laughs) and this this one all of a sudden is in a city Mm. in an apartment block and you think oh okay different setting straight away and okay it was shut down we had the earthquake the elevator wasn't working the stairs collapsed it was an old decrepit building yeah yeah and they limited it to one floor and only a small part of that one essentially one apartment and a corridor and the garage maybe they could have done it a little you know they they could have explored a little bit more of the building had maybe a couple of floors neighbors being on even just the floor above and a floor below just just you make use of the fact that you've got if you're going to go to the trouble of having a different setting yep why then restrict it to just a few rooms and a corridor I agree. you know i agree it you would have been have done... maybe nicer if they'd have explored the fact that they were in an apartment building a bit more you could have done a, a raid slash dread vibe with this film um mm-hmm. you know both films isolated in a building but they utilize it you know but those yeah. two films they're wor- working their way up like the raid little things like they're one scene where they're trapped in a room but there's a hole to the next uh floor a room floor up so knock over a refrigerator and climb up into the and you just start 
sort of snakes and laddering your way through the the building yeah. a bit more. Just I just yeah. I just wonder if maybe there was a bit of a missed opportunity there. Could have been a budget um, thing. Could have been. Could have been. Granted, this yeah. film has made fifty million already, and that's fucking great. Um, oh, what is? Let's just say the budget on uh, IMDb. Oh, wow, actually, just looking at IMDb, two thousand thirteen has six point five out of ten, and this has a seven point two out of ten. Fifteen so, to nineteen million budget. Wow. Yeah, I, it's, it's a it's a pretty good budget, pretty hefty budget to be fair for a for a film like this. But it's, it's done well. Um, yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. I for sure agree. Um, they kept the isolation aspect there with the flat, but you could have just you could have kept the isolation to the building itself. To the building, the flat. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I one thing I noticed. In fact, no, I'm going to get this out of the way before again. This is this is one one more point just about the film as a whole the marketing itself i felt after watching the film this i felt this uh the marketing was far too focused on possessed l mm-hmm. we got to the, about the second act of the film and i felt like here's this is, this is just the trailer expanded yeah the whole yeah, second yeah. act i'm like you could have quickly sprinkled in glimpses of possessed l but even like the posters are front and center her oh, hugging her uh, kids yeah. and it was a bit too much i think a bit too um giving it away early i think Blown i mean am early. i yeah i think so am i right in thinking that Alyssa sutherland's the biggest name in this film i didn't recognize anybody yes. else yes i believe the uh woman that plays beth it's one of her first is it one of her first roles? Um, Lily Sullivan. Previous, it's probably one of her. It's probably her biggest role. Um, I think. Yeah, it, it's probably her her biggest role. It's, I think it is. Um, but yeah, there, there's not too many big names. I mean, that you could say that again for 2013. They, I don't think they really got too many big names for that. No. True. Um, I mean, I don't think the, the franchise, obviously Bruce Campbell is a big name because of the franchise. But yeah, I, I think that's, <laughs> excuse me, that's the way it's always been. It's but, a good um, thing. If you can, if if the casting is done right and they really pick the best person for the job, it I think that's better than picking a known name. Oh yeah. For your horror oh, film. Oh yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think, I, I just wonder if that is a product of or uh, the marketing focusing on Ellie being possessed is yeah. a byproduct of the fact that it's Alyssa Sutherland and she's the name. Yeah, it could be. The movie. It could be. Um, um, yeah, I know it, it's quite a nitpick. I know. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just felt the trailer. Like, I mean, we we watched the trailer. Was was it, it was it me and you? It was the one of the first bits of content we did together. Yeah, I, and so. I remember watching it and seeing it on TV a couple of times before. Uh, actually, no, not TV on the computer. Why would they put that on TV? Um, <laughs> I think the shot of say her when she when she's um, she's first possessed, and she's cracking the eggs in the pan. That is a great few shots slash scene, whatever um, clip to put in the trailer. But 
her jumping out the bath, screaming. I felt like I saw that jump out of the bath a lot. Yeah, trying to attack Beth. Like was everywhere. Trying to attack everyone. You get so much of an impression from the trailer going, okay, this is pretty obvious what's going on now. Uh, And I was kind of waiting for a lot of that stuff. I wasn't really getting many surprises until... Well, I mean, that... That goes back to the thing I was saying about whether they were going to cross the line and kill the kids or not. Because yeah. it felt, up to a point, it felt like it was going to be the four of them running away from um, LA for nine yeah. minutes. When and Bridget it was, first it, turned, I was, was like, okay. It was just going to be that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. With, yeah, yeah. With it, yeah, increasingly just getting more and more injured. But ellie being the only the only possession in the film so i'm glad it wasn't that mm, um mm. and the other ones i'm just trying to remember how does how did danny go how did danny get get got mm, yeah, yeah, yeah uh can we just take a break for a second <laughs> yeah sure yeah Mate, i'm absolutely bursting once <laughs> no worries i was waiting for a, a quiet time <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, right, Bridget, well, let's just think, let's think about it, L, elevator takes her over, yeah, uh, she nice gets, she gets, rape, tree rape, cable rape, exactly, it's, it's, it's the nod, it's the nod to that, isn't it, it's the, uh, yeah, I was expecting, but not hoping, listen to that, folks, what words I said, expecting, <laughs> but not hoping for the elevator to follow suit of what the tree, uh, the, the atrocities that the trees did to Mia and uh, uh, yeah. our other women. But they did not happen, thankfully. Um, no, nothing quite so graphic. Bridget, I'm now blanking on Bridget as well. Bridget, um, well, it's the tattoo, isn't it? Ellie, Ellie tattoos. Oh, yeah, in the, the side of her face. With, with her blood. Mm. That's... Uh, that's how she gets infected. Danny. Oh, uh, Danny. Danny. Um, Danny gets stabbed, but Danny also gets puked blood on. Ah, that's it. Yes. Quite a lot of. Yes, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Um, yes, it was the yeah the blood the blood puke. Yeah. Yeah, quite a lot. Um, yeah. That oh, was... there was some good demon vomiting actually. Ellie. Um, yeah. Ellie's uh, upchuck, which was almost right sort of Team America yeah. proportions <laughs> of, of vomit. <laughs> Bit milky, that. It was very milky, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Not the usual sort of blood, dark, icory, viscous, oily stuff that they usually go for with demon bile. It was. It was. Yeah. Like, the, like, the the gore levels though were ramped up. I, I I think they were the the amount of blood was more ramped up than the reboot. But the I want to say violence and uh, gross out was was more prominent in 2013. Yeah, that the tongue cutting in half, cutting the, the jaw. Cutting. The tongue cutting was gru- gru- gruesome. The the, uh, the, the needles. Ne- 
yeah, the nail gun. Yeah, it was yeah, all. Yeah. But the, the this was a upon no a wash of blood in this this film. Yeah, this I mean, we had so there was some good there was some good visceral attacks. We had the, yeah some good stabbings and uh, yeah the the glass the the shard of broken mirror. Do we did do did we see where that came from? I don't recall. And I made a note of it because I don't recall the scene, the mirror getting broken and suddenly uh, Ellie has this glass of, uh, this shard of glass in her hand. And I, I wonder if there was maybe a deleted scene out there. I don't remember we were... off the top of my head. I'm going to assume maybe a... It's entirely plausible. I just missed it. I just didn't pick up on it. But Yeah, I'm probably the same. It might have been something from the earthquake. Yeah. Uh, maybe the mirror broke or... A... Like I said at the beginning, they have glass doors in there. Maybe maybe we forget sure, the glass yeah, door yeah, yeah. broke. I just, um, I just seem to think, oh, she's running, she's running towards yeah. us. She's got this huge shard of glass. I was like, well, where did that come from all of a sudden? She didn't seem to have much problem with that hand for the rest of the film. There were no, like, uh, mm. she went to pick something up. It was, ah, like, just, just a yeah. little nod to, ah, hand hurts. You know, been stabbed through it with a <laughs> pane of glass. Um, yeah, the, but, yeah. The, the, the blood, it was hell of a lot of it um the gore the, the effects are great effects i mean we had some, some definite obviously over the top blood scenes which are yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a hallmark of evil dead movies fountains and gushings of blood but we had the yeah. obviously the the well i guess it's a shining homage yep an elevator full of blood you're only really going to think of one of the movie in that instance aren't you um and it wasn't meant to get is, off at that floor which was really good, <laughs> and, and Simpsons reference. Oh, but... of course, of course. <laughs> um, but the other one was obviously when uh, when the Marauder gets put through the chipper. We have the 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 cue the music, raining blood, um, which is the night was you know obviously mirroring the the scene in the the, the climactic scene in 2013's Evil Dead, where yeah they like to douse their their characters, their final heroes in just 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 head to toe head to toe in gore i think um, about i thought about that i was thinking about like when danny got there was again doused he was basically just getting puked blood on and i'm i'm thinking about if i'm the actor it's it's obviously going to be made non-toxic however the mm -hmm. blood is made so if it goes in the mouth whatever but i think about it going in the eye <laughs> you know that's oh like I, I'm a a huge wrestling fan, right? And mm -hmm. blood does occur in wrestling. And yes, folks, blood does occur. It's not fake. They cut their heads so the blood trickles down and it makes more of a gruesome effect. But when blood gets in your eyes, apparently it stings like hell, and it all you see is red. All right, and that's from your body. But if you're if, if a a man-made substance, whether it is non-toxic or whatever it is, gets in the eye. That's got to sting like a bitch as well. I mean, I think pretty much anything getting in your eye yeah. has got sting, isn't it? Um, and I, you see Danny, it's just, it's forcefully being, he's getting a low blown over his face, basically, of blood. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just relentless. <laughs> and, and he don't stop coming in. Don't stop coming in. Don't stop coming <laughs> And he doesn't know, and he's not having a good time. But uh, yeah, I just I just think about that, and it's like, oh, that's that's quite a commitment for an actor. It's got to be uncomfortable. I mean, I think the worst bit is like it'd be the stickiness, it'd be the after effect, <laughs> and like, like if you've ever if you've ever like 
had a drink thrown at you or spilled yeah. over you or, or something like that and you just got like oh sticky sticky beer all over or just anything like that yeah, yeah not good although i did i did read that in the elevator scene because i think there's quite a lot of work involved in that different levels having the different levels of blood and mm. shooting it to make it look full and and there was quite a lot of quite a lot went into it um they used warm liquid whatever they used for the blood it was warm to keep the actor the actors from getting cold which i thought was a nice touch that's nice yeah because <laughs> i imagine it'd be quite comfortable because it's kind of gloopy and warm i think it be, might be quite pleasant what did you think about because <laughs> obviously moment. obviously that's in one time that's the most amount of blood we'd seen that you know that's the one point where you see the most amount of blood what did you think about the consistency and color of it to me i felt it felt a little bit too red a bit vibrant it needed a bit of green and black maybe in it i or blue a bit of green and blue maybe i, I, I don't know it was a nitpick it was just a nitpick from my i don't work. remember <laughs> i don't remember seeing it and thinking it it looked out of place or anything like that and if to be honest if anything i if I, if anything i thought it maybe looked a little bit too dark oh really but, okay yeah but I always think, um, particular again going back to 2013's Evil Dead, where everything is black pretty much, mm. all of the the oozings and bleedings and stuff in that it's very very dark. Mm. Um, mm. So I always just sort of like, oh, it looks pretty dark, but it's just I always just think it's the demonic taint or whatever, you know. There's um, like we. You, you know it's blood. You, you, your yeah. mind tells you it's blood and you accept that it's blood. But it's probably not accurate. It's not uh, 1978 Dawn of the Dead blood. <laughs> <laughs> Orange. It's literally just poster paint. Um, have a look at this. I just found the picture. So that's the elevator scene. Um, it's not bad. I, I, yeah, I think it's it's not too bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah. it was. I think it looked all right. Yeah. I mean, I think the, all the effects were good. Uh, apart, I could say, apart from just a couple of shots of the Marauder at the end, where I thought it felt a little bit. It looked. It looked like slightly iffy CGI. Mm. I don't know if it if it was. Or I don't. I'm not sure just how much practical effects there was. I would but say they looked, spring, they merge, they they blend. They were there were some composite with, images. Yeah. yeah, I thought so, um, and I thought, ooh, and it, it it was it wasn't long. They didn't linger too much on it, but there was just a moment where I thought, oh, don't like cut. I was kind of saying to myself, like, cut away from this because you're gonna ruin it. Um, it looked a little bit iffy. Hmm. Um, I think it was like the milky eye sort of sheen on danny's head yeah and i just thought oh it look that looks a bit a bit too fake um but generally the effects the effects work was good obviously there were there was more practical effects and wire yeah. work and stuff like that which is always good i what mean we you... had some we had some good like spider walking and crab bending over backwards yeah <laughs> just a bit that sort of classic Oh, I'm possessed. You've got a p p possessed person, body language, bending over double and all that sort of carry on, which I always like. 
yeah, apparently this is how demons just operate. They just <laughs> yeah, like, that's how they, not, they move nobody around. Nobody hell walks on two feet. It's all no. back bent over. It's like the Cirque du Soleil down there. It's what all do you, grab walking. What do you think, uh, uh, or comparing the way the Deadites look? Because they don't look identical in the same way like the, the effects are done. Comparing the Deadites from 2013 to now, uh, let's say Mia's Deadite and when the friends become them compared to say L, Bridget and Danny um, obviously L I, I I think I think the Deadites the, the, the effects and the, the art design of them in 2013 is a lot more impactful it's it's yeah brighter colours yeah. I'm just looking now and I've got a good picture of, of uh, Mia and Ellie next to each other and Mia has got, yeah, the eyes are a lot brighter. There's more yellow, whereas Ellie's a lot paler, I think. Ellie, red around the eyes. Yeah, and they're, they're going, going along with the red hair as well. Mm -hmm. um, Ellie, I'm getting more of a undead vibe from. With Mia, I'm getting, this is a fucking demon monster. Yeah. You know. But, uh, but again, this this feeds nicely into this notion that it's different demons. Yeah. It's different books and different demons. Yeah, completely. There's going to be... that. There is, a, there is a slightly different... Because they are, again, different again to um, Henrietta, for example, in uh, Evil Dead 2. Or mm. Because mm. They, they always went for... The original Evil Dead movies always went for the whited-out eyes yeah. and yeah. greenish skin. So we've got something different again there. Um, so yeah, they, I think they look good. I, I I don't. It didn't. I wouldn't want to say one's necessarily better than the other. Uh, no, no, they're just but, different. But there is there is a difference. I don't think I'd have picked up on that if I'd have not been actually actively looking now. Um, but yeah, there is a there is a, a subtle difference to them. But I, but uh, yeah, again, that, that just does it fits nicely into that idea, that notion that it's it's different demons that we're dealing with. Um, yeah, I like that. Which um, is yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, and the more more I think about it, the more it works. It's really good. It's a one really of, good idea. One of the biggest things I picked up from this film was the not so subtle and quite obvious setups waiting for their payoffs there were an abundance of setups in the first act that kind of would just here they are to the camera here's what's gonna uh, here's what's gonna come into uh, into play within an hour are we talking so. things like the scissors well let's go through them the scissors under the couch mm -hmm. the, ta the tattoo gun tattoo which gun. i was saying to a friend it was kind of just there i would have liked say say when beth arrived a client was just leaving like ella just finished tattooing mm -hmm. someone she's tattooing her. just to give it a bit more context as to why you know it's there she was just at the beginning she was just showing she was making and fixing the she's making that a tattoo it. gun it's not really yeah it's not really set up that she is that a little, tattoo artist is it yeah it just needs that little extra thing like she's doing a commission like a client's just leaving and beth's arrived and she's just putting away her tattoo kit um i got a list of these setups because it it felt just one after the other the the yeah. staff uh the doll head staff that yeah. um cassie was making 
Well, I mean the the soldering iron in its in itself yes. in a slightly different way because that doesn't actually get used as a weapon, but comes comes in useful, comes in handy later oh, on. Sure. Yeah. Although I have a that was an I've got a nitpicky thing about that because the whole idea was we don't have we don't have power, we can't run the turntable. Leave it to me. Oh, you how, does she, <laughs> how does the soldering iron work with no electricity? Uh, Shut up, Aiden. It's fine. <laughs> Miss, <laughs> Miss Guitar Tech, tell me that. <laughs> it's fine. It, it didn't even look like a uh, like a rechargeable one, like a wireless one. It, it you, you can get gas-powered ones as well. <laughs> and all the lights were on as well in the built in the flat still, like the lamps. Yeah, good. Uh, I've not even noticed. I've not even picked up on that. That is a very good point. Oh no, they, they were the lamps or the candles because there's there's definitely there was oh they might there's definitely a scene lamps. where somebody was lighting a bunch of candles. It might have been Bridget. It might have been candles. We'll give them that one. Yeah. Um, Although arguably, but... how much light are candles kicking out? Really? Oh yeah, come on. Um. So that was the staff. The uh, you got Danny's music system, obviously a big part plays the Necronomicon. Uh, mm-hmm. Dope number one hit vinyls. Uh, double vinyl feature that was that was a two parter. It was a, it was triple. Uh, it was a triple. Oh, it was triple. It was yes, it was yeah. Collector's edition. Yeah. Uh, Neighbor's cat up in the vent, which oh, led yeah. to the the payoff of L climbing through the vents. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad Kitty survived. Was we know he survived. Um, what else did like? Oh, the car park door jamming. Uh that was yeah. heavily funny. Like there were the setups were they were they were too much of setups for me. They they weren't mm-hmm. subtle enough. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just like I don't know. Maybe it's being a horror, big horror nerd, and we we watch all this stuff all the time. I'm like that's coming. Quite. In, I'm uh, that's coming back into play later. Quite that, possibly, you know. Quite possibly, you do learn to pick up on these things because the foreshadowing. Then, yeah, you you expect it, and I'm, I, it kind of takes the surprise away from you. I think it's like I'm just waiting now. And plus, I'd seen the tattoo gun in the trailer, and the fact in the trailer they had shown the, the tattoo gun clip, they cut it just before it goes to her eye. I'm oh. like, I don't think they're going to follow through with that and go into her eyeball, and they didn't. No. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. That might be that might just be the a product of being a horror connoisseur and looking for these things. Who me? Although the the scissors in particular were yeah. like, have you got my scissors? And they like she she throws them and they make an incredible racket as they like slide under there. It's like those what that in particular. Like, yeah, they are definitely coming out. I don't think in like ten tries I could get that perfect throw that they land <laughs> just underneath the couch right there. Um, I don't yeah, think just, like, just casually flicks them off. I don't think Bridget had any like setups. Like her initial, her initial story was she wanted to go to a, a rally, like a protest. I don't think anything related to that came back into play. Um, like her eating, no. the gla- her eating glass. There was nothing related to glass originally. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, I, the, I forgot about that bit. The cheese grated. It wasn't in place. So I think things like that. Came as no, a no, I don't think she surprise. did. Have, I mean, she did have the guy, the the neighbor kid, asking her if he wanted to go. And she wanted to come over and watch all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Doesn't he say there's no bad Nightmare on Elm Street movies? 
because that is false. <laughs> I think I think so. I think because the young because it's two two young lads in it. Yeah. And one's young, like I guess they're brothers. I don't think it's really explained, yeah. but. The younger one says, even the even the shitty ones. Even the least, shitty yeah. ones. That's there it. are no shitty ones. Oh. Yes, there are. I beg to differ. <laughs> I beg to differ, mate. Um, so yeah, I, I, that was one thing I really heavily noted down. I just that was one thing I heavily remembered from the film. I remember talking to a friend about straight after there was that. It was a lot of setups and payoffs, and then the, the, for instance, the payoffs: the tattoo gun got paid off, the car park door. Right at the end, um, the the scissors death. That was that was as far as effects and gruesome. That was pretty gruesome. That was especially that the was way brutal. she pulled. So when L gets uh, stabbed, and it's not the mouth; it was the nose. No, it's like through the nose, and the yeah. way she just slumps there. Yeah, it's really horrible. Yeah, the thing um, with that, the thing with that, how she just slumps and sort of becomes a bit comatose for a while and then comes back is that ever talked about how the deadites like so they're possessing this human body right and then l has been not killed well has her human body been killed and then the deadites are just sort of knocked a bit not knocked about a bit in this yeah stole to then suddenly come back a, it's a little bit vague and plot convenient yeah. i think um but yeah, essentially, I think I was. I remember sitting there and trying to sort of make sense of it myself. That are they temporarily killed because there's enough trauma mm. been applied to the because these because some things just get shrugged off completely. Like you know, yeah. the, the dead acts in these films do things to themselves and just shrug mm. it off. But then I think it's it's yeah, it's as necessary. They're occasionally like stunned or subdued for a period i mean like bridget gets tied up and is is dead for yes yes you know as long as she needs to be and then reanimates although i did like the kind of that was good halloween bedsheet ghosts yes. kind of following around the apartment there was that was a good little moment yeah that was nice um uh, the similar similar vibe to that of uh, uh, Beth on the one on the ones and twos, uh, scratching the Necronomicon, <laughs> um, and in the background, L Ellie just slowly yeah. climbing out of the vents so. and seeing a reflection in the window. Yeah, no, that was that was really yeah. good. The, nice those good two scenes, well. those two scenes would give uh, give the uh, common audience. Sorry, not nothing like us. The commoners, <laughs> that sort of uh, initial reaction of, oh, he's he's back. She's back there. She's back there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no. I but I did. I thought that was well shot, and I did really like how that how that looked yeah. and how she saw the reflection. It was yeah, it was it was wicked. I like that. But talking about the setups and payoffs, there were a couple mm. of things that I felt weren't explained enough. Um, okay. That I want to just talk about a little yeah, bit. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. first of all, is the relationship between Ellie and uh, Beth. Mm -hmm. There's not... It, they're estranged sisters, but we never really get told why. I don't think, do we? Uh... I, don't, I don't think it's ever really explained. No. I. What, what's the comment... That demonic Ellie makes at the end is it before she gets her head kicked into the uh, wood chipper? It's like you're, you look like mum 
or you're just like mom like she says something is it not you're gonna be a terrible mother you're gonna be a bad mother it could be something like that yeah something along those lines i can't quite remember now they don't really reference too much like beth talks about how she's made mistakes in the past and like run away from ellie and they've been there for each other then they've not and they have they've not i don't Mm. think they reference they've obviously had a rough past yeah but i don't think it's really explained is it and i couldn't work out what the no it was it it was they were trying it was they were clearly trying to create some tension Mm. between them the fact that she she turned up unannounced Mm. um there was references like i've tried to call you a couple of times and you'd not answered and yeah um you know the whole obviously ellie had been talking about her sister because the the neighbor guy is like oh you're the groupie and so it's the, there's obviously been a conversation there, like, oh, I've got a sister and she's a groupie for some band yeah. or whatever. And, yeah, I'd, but it, it's, yeah, I'd, but there was no sort of clear cut, you did this, you, and that's why we're not really on speaking terms. Is it? It's all a bit, it was all a bit vague, I thought. Yeah, um, and I don't think you'd need too much. You don't need too much exposition in the fa- in in their family <laughs> backstory. You just need just a little. No, it didn't. It didn't need it. it the no. film works perfectly well without it. But mm. I was left wondering, like, what what is the issue here? Like, yeah. why go to the? O- almost like it's not necessary. It's not necessary to give them any kind of conflict if you're not really gonna. They might as well have been good friends and just not yeah. haven't seen each other for a while, and it would have worked just as well. Um, like, I don't think yeah, any I, of the kids ever say like Auntie Beth, do they? Maybe, maybe I may miss uh, the, the that youngest or... girl. Maybe Cassie, Cassie does. Yeah, does at least once or twice. I think she, yeah. she refers to her as Auntie Beth. Yeah. Um, I think the older kids just call her Beth, just because yeah. they probably yeah. don't call her Auntie. You know, um, get to a certain age again. <laughs> stop, stop what? referring to them as Auntie. There's no one else. Am I... Just me. Oh, shit. <laughs> I've been embarrassing my, myself. My well. aunties had a, my aunties sat us down and told us, like, stop it. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself now. We had a conversation, God. like, we don't need to be, it doesn't need to be anti anymore. You're a grown-ass <laughs> like, okay. man, come on. And it was mainly because they it made them feel old. <laughs> That's the reason why. It's like you wouldn't go and call your, your, your nan, oh, granny, uh, mid-30s. <laughs> Gonna go see granny today. <laughs> um no that's a good that's a good point of point about them they they do have a bit of back and forth uh there's a bit like ellie's packing up or because they're 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 they have their money like ellie's partner or the, their dad has run off i believe right yeah he, he's just left them and i think i think they're being evicted so she's slowly packing up to move out so there's a bit of back and forth about where have you been the last two years i've not heard from you yeah yeah there's not too much really there's not too it much just, with the kids and Beth, to be fair. No, I mean, I, I guess they, I mean they all they all got on. They, mm. It wasn't like they didn't know who she were. They all got on with her as, and they all yeah. knew she was, you know, Auntie Beth. Yeah, but um, yeah, the tension was definitely between Beth and Ellie. But it may as well not. It's either tell give tell me why or don't bother with it at all. It felt like they wanted us to feel it was a big deal, yeah, but weren't giving us enough information onto why it should have been a big deal. You know, yeah, agreed, yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so there was that. The other, I mean, the other thing was uh, 
I think we've already we've, we have already mentioned. Um, and I forget what it is now, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, another another thing generally about. Oh, say stuff not being explained. Yeah, we we do know why the there's a bank vault underneath the building yes. that holds the evil yes. people. Yes, because um, we did kind of skip over as to, to when the book makes an appearance. Yes, um, and we did have. I thought that was a great scene. It's a little bit hokey as to how it happens. Like, oh, there's an earthquake on a floor. A hole has opened up in the floor. I but, was kind of. I was in two minds at when it was happening. I was like, is this the the demons and the the, the deadites caught, like causing the cracks and mm. shaking the building um opening the hole so that they could then venture in and find the necronomicon and then unleash the tr the full power of the deadites like the deadites were already about mm. the reason i thought that was because of the first scene the, fir the first part of the film which again i'm going to get onto in a minute because i want to talk about that and that's okay. why I thought they were they were they were already out in the ether, mm -hmm. and they had somehow chosen this building to. That's where the Necronomicon actually is. They wanted to yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. up the building, gain the kids' intrigue, get them down there, and find the meat and potatoes of the Necronomicon and the, the vinyls to really unleash their true power. But it was it was a bit hokey, but it worked. I think it worked. I, I it think was it an was old just bank. coincidence, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just coincidence that there was an old decrepit building and yeah. an yeah. earthquake. But I but I liked it when they when he ventured down in in there, and if you ever find a plethora of religious iconography in one place, you're gonna you know full well you need to stay clear of whatever yeah. that is. So it was a classic like, there's evil here scene with like the various crucifixes and crosses, rosemary be uh, rosemary yeah. rosemary beads etc. Hanging up, um, which I it always is always a cool aesthetic. I think I always enjoy. When they've got it that is. kind of thing going on. It reminded me of uh the apart the the uh oh god the penthouse apartment in Wreck. The amount of mm -hmm. uh Christian iconography everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere around it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got yeah, and then there's the the I think I think there was prayers in Latin written yeah. all over the uh all of the sarcophagus or whatever it was as well, which was... Do they they do say in cool. the recordings as to why it's in the vault? Do they, they wanted to store it away? They wanted to get rid of it, was it? Essentially, I yeah. Yeah. I think. It was, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a bank. It, the, the building formerly was a bank, so mm. that is a bank vault. Mm. And these priests had... Well, somebody had stored it there. We don't know exactly who, because as we find out in the recordings, yeah. those priests all got effed up. They got jacked. Yeah. They all they all got uh, you know, father whichever whichever the main priest I guess didn't and mm. it's, I suppose it was possibly him. But he uh had to chop up all these priesty friends. Um Yeah. Because because he makes that he makes that comment about how he set fire to them and they danced and um the only thing that worked was bodily dismemberment but even, even that doesn't work. But even that doesn't work, and the tiny little, the the extremities will still come for you, or something like that. And then right yeah. at the end, um, when we see the 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 pool of blood 
from the wood chipper. Some there's bits in that that are twitching. It's twitching, yeah. That was I thought was a nice little touch. It's pretty disgusting, but you think like, oh god, he was right, like literally. I mean, even, what is the way to kill them? I I don't think you can. No. And I think that's the best thing about this iteration of the Evil Dead, is that evil does not the evil does not die. Yeah. It, you once you've unleashed it, that's it. There's no way to put it back. There's no way to undo the spell. You, it's. Was there ever anything in the originals that it was like recant this in the book and you can send the demons back to hell? In the first one, yeah. Um, don't they burn the book? Let's see. It's been a while. Yeah, I, I, I remember two more than one. There's de there's definitely definitely at the end of the first one, the mm. book is destroyed. Yeah. And all the, you get that wonderful um, claymation effect of all the all the yeah. dead eyes melting and the maggots coming out of them and stuff. Um. But I want to say that, I, I, but I don't re I don't recall there being a any anything recited in I'm the glad... second one. Yes, because that's what the extra pages are that. Yeah. Um, the professor's daughter has that's the spell that will open a portal that will banish them to elsewhere. I'm glad, but, the, but I think they said that's the best you can do is banish them away, not necessarily destroy not necessarily them. kill them. Yeah, mm. I'm glad there's nothing there, there's nothing implemented in it where it's like if you really want to destroy the deadites, you have to stab the the Necronomicon with. I don't know the bone of the first born possessed, like. But I think, but I, but I do think there is something slightly like that in the first one. Ash does does destroy the book. I think. I think. I'm sure it gets burnt. I'd have to watch it again. It's a long time since I've seen the first one. Yeah, I, I'm the same. It, it is. It's the same so for I'm me. Pretty sure the book gets burnt time. and then everybody melts. Um. Yeah. The you <laughs> said uh, the play-doh melts. <laughs> I mean that that bit and the pea soup. There's a bit where it's like mushy peas come out of a sleeve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that bit sticks in my head vividly. Yeah, but I can't remember what leads up to that. Um, um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of listeners that'll say, "Is this you fools? Call yourself <laughs> call yourself Evil Dead fans?" Yeah, uh, we're a lot of fans, but yeah, we've got other lives <laughs> that we have mind. to. Yeah, we've got other actual... lives that we have to leave. You know, trying yeah, to do Warhammer at the same just time. At this particular yeah. moment, exactly what goes down. But yeah, but it, but certainly in 2013 and, and 2023, um, it's it's very heavily implied that the evil once the evil's been unleashed, that's just it. You've unleashed the evil. Yeah. Um, which obviously brings up a whole load of other questions as to how we know how to unleash the evil. If you can't, if you can't undo it, I, I don't know. We don't know where these books have come from. Um, if this was. We'd be getting an origin story. If this was George Lucas and Star Wars universe, oh. we'd be getting an origin story of the Necronomicon. But uh, I, don't, I don't need to see the, the parents of the of a young deadite getting killed behind the Muta theatre, <laughs> and getting robbed, and then the pearls drop again. Or I don't need to see it being. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the 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 thing with this, obviously, Necronomicon we talked about this. It, it's more picture based. There's no like Latin. Uh, wording or satanic wording they went with the audio uh, 
yeah. aspect of it. Like like the original. Well, it's the, not, the original it's was... not Latin anyway, though, is it? What's no. the language? I don't know. But Latin is always used as like the the demonic language. You know? Yeah, it is. But I think it's is it is it Kandarian because it's the Kandarian demon, right? So oh, it could is, be. Is Kandarian supposed to be a language? Um, it could. I don't know. It could actually be. Well, we're not big Evil Dead fans anyway, so why would we know? Um, just getting that in before everyone else complains. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, just oh, it's a... Sumerian. No, it's an ancient Sumerian text. Ooh. In, uh, certainly in the original. The, yeah, the um, Professor Dudar. Just quick side note, I did just purchase the uh, Evil Dead 2013 4K. Good. Oh, well I need money. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, Sumerian. So, still creepy. <laughs> I mean, Sumerian is like I mean, it's one of the oldest for, written forms of language um, mm. in the oldest sort of civilizations, which is like it's it's essentially it's ancient with, Iraq. Yeah, um, like, it's along with Sanskrit, right? Which is I think it's, Sanskrit's it's, like Egypt, the Egyptian near enough. Uh, it pre, I think it predates that, yeah. or it's a different, slightly predates that, but it's a different part of the world. But it's, yeah. uh, I, I think it's, it's one of those because Latin, everybody knows what Latin is to some extent. Sumerian's got that extra level of being like, unless you're a history scholar, it sounds even more ancient and unknowable and and strange. And surely, sure, there's books that raise demons written in this ancient language because, of course, there would be. Because that's what they did in the past. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think there's any actual basis in his in history other than it's like it's one of the oldest forms of language that'll do really well for our horror movie about a book that can raise the demons. And hey, folks, if you know any more, do write in the comments because we'll definitely read them and not tell you to shove it because you know better <laughs> more than us. We'll definitely appreciate your uh, your input. We will. Um, complete just uh <laughs> side note what did you think of the one and only pov sh not pov shot that it's when beth is running through the car park because she's got like the camera attached to her pointed directly at her face did you catch that shot oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really weird out of nowhere it wasn't used anywhere else <laughs> no. it was just <laughs> it was like a, a choice they thought oh we've got this technology let's put it in for this and flash uh, like a sort of nod to that guy on tiktok that likes trains <laughs> do, you, do you know what yes, I mean yes I know what you mean I follow him <laughs> Fra Fran Francis uh, Francis Bourge Bourgeois Bourge or something yeah, yeah. I love uh, he's great I love him he is great I'm a big train <laughs> fan um, yeah I just wanted to notice that um do you have much else? A um, couple of things, and it's just some just some nice little Easter eggy things. Uh, well, yeah. and and another sort of bigish point. But yeah. talking about Rise in comparison to 2013, mm. um, I felt. Did you feel like the pacing worked in Rise? I felt overall it slumped in the middle a bit. 
I felt it was a little bit, it got going and then stopped and yep. tipped off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas I felt Rise went like tension build up and then all out. So like oh, we're going sorry. up the roller coaster and then. Sorry, sorry. I, I meant Rise. I felt Rise slumped in the middle. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you are talking. Uh, okay, so, yeah. No, yeah. Tw- sorry, 2013. Yeah. It started off and we built the tension, and then once everything popped off, it was just like relentless. Yes. Horror, yes, 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 yes. Violence, disgusting, and you feel all horrible and gritty and dirty at the end yeah. of it, and you need to have a wash. <laughs> um, uh, Rise started out, and then just when you felt it get going, it, it gave up on itself, and it yeah, it, it tottered a little bit, and then yeah, I just I just had this. Yeah, it, I just uh, this is why I, th- I think overall I felt like 2013 is the better movie is because mm-hmm. Rise just had a little stutter step and it didn't feel like it had confidence in itself or it was maybe it was trying to do something, maybe it was an intentional thing to sort of keep keep you off guard, off balance, and make it a little bit. But for me, it just didn't quite work, and I felt like it was it was gearing up to get going and then. Mm backed off and it shouldn't have done it should have, it should have carried on steaming ahead um do you think that so might that, be think, down sorry i was just gonna say i think that's probably my biggest criticism of it really i think so i think so too um, do you think that was down to the part of what we said about we both we'd seen the trailer if you if we hadn't seen the trailer do you reckon that because i feel like i said i feel like the trailer for the most part is bits that happen in the second act in the middle could be, could be. For me, I felt like it was more tied to this sort of will, will the, are we, are we, won't we, with the kids, yeah, and that sort of like, I don't know how to phrase it, dangling a carrot of violence against children. I don't know if that's really the right way to put it, but that, that I think I Ooh. felt like it was tied. I felt like it was tied to that. It was, it, we were sort of being pushed towards like oh we might hurt the children we might hurt the children and it's like well if you're gonna do it do it and get on with it um yeah, i felt like it was it was pissing about that, get on with it and kill them <laughs> turn like them. i said in in 2013 once once we have the first possession everything goes really quick mm. and, and you know in pretty rapid succession like one by one everybody's dead all gone yeah. um whereas this there was a lot of a lot more of it being Ellie until we and until they went right now we're going to get the kids involved and we're going to do that because like I said the other the other people that got killed were all killed off camera and yeah. although I like I do I do like that scene and it, it was nice we didn't we didn't see it happen it wasn't you know what I mean it's a lot of it was off camera and they were out of the way and it wasn't until the third act that we even knew that they were deadites and not just yeah. corpses. And even the parts they were playing as Deadites were pretty minimal. They weren't really getting involved. Oh, they just woke up off the floor. That was it, really. <laughs> but, but it's not like they were suddenly, you know, they were all attacking the apartment. It yeah. Was, you know, they were just there for the the Dead by Dawn chant. The Dead by Dawn Which was a cool scene. Chant. I did like it. but I agree. Know, that was brilliant. I'm glad they put provide that some To provide some limbs for the for the fodder. Um, so a couple, of, a couple of other things that are just sort of more little Easter eggy bits. We did that. We didn't have Sam Raimi's car. This is the oh first. Oh my god! I forgot all about that. This is the first. Now I came out of the movie, and this is the one of the notes that I made was Raimi's car question mark. I had to look it up because I didn't recall seeing it. 
Um, is it in the 2013 one? It is in the 2013 film. Mia sits on it. It's the rusty old car that's outside the cabin. Because I thought um, it was in just in films he directed. Obviously, he he executive produced this, and Feed or Fede Alvarez uh, directed the thirteen one. So that's mm-hmm. why I didn't know if it was in that one either. But I know I just it thought it was in anyone he directed, like Spider Man, and yeah, it's it's definitely in. Yeah, it's, it is in his films that he's directed, but it has been in every Evil Dead movie so far until Rise. But as a little nod hmm. to the car. The colour of the chainsaw is the exact same colour as the model of the car. Come on, that's... <laughs> Which is is a fun little nod to it. Why not just have the car in the car park? Yeah, it could quite easily have just been in the in the uh, parking garage. There'd be no reason why it wouldn't be. But who knows? Maybe it's not in... Well, what was the last film Sam Raimi directed? Has it been in? It was Doc- Has it been Apparently retired it's... completely? No, it was, I'm looking at it now, but it was in Doctor Strange 2 last year. Oh, well, okay. It's, it's still yeah, it's still rolling around then. It was in Drag Me to Hell. In, yeah. Sam Raimi did The Gift. I remember The Gift. The name rings a bell. 2000. I believe it was Gwyneth Paltrow, I think. Um. Anyway, yeah, Spider-Man, Evil Dead, Oz the Great and Powerful, and Dark Man. Uh... Yeah, that that's a shame. That could have just been, that would have been a nice Easter egg just to be parked in the car park, just in the background, just in the corner. It doesn't have to be used. Doesn't have to be what the main car they escape in. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. it's it's breaking a trend as well, which is a little bit sad. Yeah, especially as Evil Dead is the film where it all started as well. So to take exactly. it, if you're going to stop doing it in one of the in a film, it shouldn't be an Evil Dead film where you stop doing it. Really, I don't. Think. Not a Marvel film. I like that but, they didn't just. Uh, they had a reason for the chainsaw. Uh, yeah. It was the, the guy, he, he, just one line, my tools are down in the car, uh-huh. in the car park. And that, that could mean anything, tools, you know. It's, yeah. It could mean many, many things. So I, I mean, it does, it, is, it did say on his van tree surgeon. Yeah, and you've got the so wood chipper, the, so it all, the wood chipper. it all uh, works. Another little, another little reference was the pizza that they get is from Henrietta's Pizza Place. Or Henrietta's okay. <laughs> Henrietta being the name yeah. of the professor's wife, who's the main deadite in uh, in Evil Dead Two, um, and also comes back in the series as well. Just FYI, in the in the series in in yeah. the show, mm-hmm. man, I need to watch this. Did, I feel like I everything to, I've I heard. Oh, so you have started it? I've seen two out of. I think there's three seasons. I've seen two out of the three. It's a real shame. Everything I heard about this show is that it was just solid. It was just fun, solid, Evil Dead entertainment, and it's it got cancelled because it just didn't do too well. And it's it's a real I, shame. I don't think it's great, to be quite honest. Really? It, okay. It, it's all right. It's worth a watch as an mm. Evil Dead fan. It's worth a watch, but it's it's a little bit. I found it a little bit dull, to be quite honest. Okay. No, it's us, uh, without spoiler, but we'll get back to the film. Where does it start? The does series. It fo- what does it follow on? Um, it's like modern day. I think it's meant to be many, many years after. Um, not Army of Darkness, obviously, because he goes to the future. Well, that's not the canon. Ending. No. Um, yeah. Because there's two endings to Army of Darkness, isn't there? There's the one yeah. where he sleeps too long. 
and there's the one where he just fights a random dead eye that turns up in S-Mart. Yes. Yes, I forgot about that one. Which I okay. think is the American okay. ending, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So technically, um, it does follow on from Evil Dead 3. I think Ash is still working at S-Mart in the series. I'll, I'd, I'd have to watch it again myself, to be honest. Yeah. It's a while since I've seen it. Um, And he's kind of grumpy and bitter and lives in a trailer. You would be after going through all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone would be. And I think, yeah, it's that story he picks up. And he, but he gets a couple of like plucky young sidekicks to roam around with. And then yeah. things kick off. And then there's people working for the Deadites or something. It, it all gets a bit weird. Working for the Deadites? Yeah, there's, like, there's people trying to bring about the what? apocalypse kind of thing. So they're after the Necronomicon. and it's. Mm. But then I think some of them have kind of demonic powers but aren't actually possessed Deadites in the traditional I mean, sense. you could just buy one off Amazon, the HP Lovecraft Necronomicon. I think it's probably like a tenner. You can just buy that. <laughs> I'm sure S-Mart has got a couple of copies. I mean, I've got I've got that over there. Yeah, that's, that's been on, on my, shelf. my to-do um, list for a while. Well, one one final thing that we need to okay. talk about is how the film ends. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. This is what I've been saying. Yes. This on, was man. probably one of my favourite parts of the film. It was brilliant. I really, really liked it. So you got the original, the opening scene, the opening mm-hmm. setting at the camp, well, the, the, the lake uh, where they're at like an Airbnb. Is two girls and the, the boyfriend of one of the girls, and with the uh, the amazing opening crawl, one of the girls is possessed by a dead eye. Some graphic scenes in that, especially mm-hmm. with the the scalp pulling. The scalping. After after this scene, when we cut to. Beth's introduction and our main story kicking off. We just get that little one day later. One day uh, earlier. Earlier, sorry, earlier. And I I had forgot the the the, because the film wasn't bad and it it was good. It keeps you invested. I'd forgotten all about that one day earlier. I'd forgotten all about the fact that it was one day earlier and it wasn't just here's our opening setting and we're now going to the main story. To then, after Beth and Cassie leave, to then, uh, uh, I can't remember her name, a uh, girl from the opening scene turn up. Yeah, I can't I'm like, it, that I clicked. I was like, names. oh shit, it said one day earlier. This this is how it connects. We go yeah. full circle. And I was like, this, that's fantastic. So she also happened to be living in the yeah. same apartment block, a few floors down. And because of, I think she said, because of the storm, she just... She'd not been able to hear anything or some, you know. So I she, thought it was she'd fantastic. Missed the horror unfolding in the building around her until she's... And, and to be honest, I thought she was going to miss it all completely, being engrossed in a phone. I yeah. didn't think she was going to see any of the carnage as she walked through the, the parking lot to her car. But then obviously she does. Yeah, and she goes to investigate yeah. it, and while she's investigating, the final shot is, boom, the demon hitting her. It's um, actually multiple, multiple deadites and different camera angles hitting her. Mm. Uh, so I she, uh, brilliant. And then goes off on her road trip, and yeah, that's that. It goes goes full circle. So interestingly, if we get an Evil Dead six, it, it could, could potentially carry on from. Well, it would have to be her because her friend and her boyfriend are dead. 
the dead. Camp. And there were no um, other people as well, because I think they said Yeah. Um none of your other friends to, none of your friends have turned up, so I've got to deal with your asshole boyfriend or whatever it was was the line. So yes. it was just those three people. So then It was it was just something about it. I, I I'm glad I forgot. I, because mm. it was just a, a free little word. Just just quickly put up and then boom, we're into the main story. This is what we're here for. To then suddenly Hang on a minute. You're at the beginning. The beginning scene ended. It didn't have a, a, a solid ending. It ended where there could be a continuation. I, I thought it was just really well done. I thought it was brilliantly yeah. written. Um, it was. Yeah, it was one of my favorite parts of the film. It was. Um, it was. It was a very. It was good. It was an interesting little thing. Like I said, this this one did did some different things. It took us out of the woods. Yeah. Um, we got a nice little nice little bookend. Scene not in New Zealand together. We did we did some different stuff with it. It was uh like I say, a solid entry into the franchise. Just not there, quite as good as the reboot for me. There is no bad entry in this franchise. But this there is, is one, no. This is one of the few horror franchises that has been Yeah, for the most part, solid all the way through. And whatever people say about Army of Darkness, no, it's yeah, I mean, it's not. It's brilliant. It's not scary. It's not a scary horror film. It's, it's not. The, it's the. It's the quirky. Yeah. Stepbrother of the franchise or whatever. It's got Bill Mosley in it as um the head. Uh, uh, can't remember his name. What's he called? The Kandarian, uh, like general, the, the head of the Kandarian army, the, the Deadites. Oh, the evil, evil Ash. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, is, oh, it not, is it not Evil Ash? What he's called. But Bill Mosley's brilliant anyway. Uh. Army of Darkness. Here we go. Should have got this right. A dead eye captain. Is that what he is? Is that what he's labelled as? He's officially credited as dead eye captain, but yeah, but yeah. it's it's evil Ash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. whatever people say about Ash versus Evil Dead, it's gotten um, for the most part good reviews. It's a solid. It's a solid franchise. And there's not oh, many no, horror... Oh, no, tell a lie. It's not Evil Ash. It's um, it's another guy. He's got, like, a little horned helmet on and an eye patch. Oh, okay. So he's, he's like, a... Oh, whatchamacallit? He's, he's right-hand man. He's a little lieutenant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Yeah, there's there's not many horror franchises that can really say that, that they they are... Solid and six. I want to say success. Not, not so much successful, maybe box office wise, in 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 a money sense, but as as a film as a whole wise, yeah. There's not many franchises fan, fan that can do favorites. That. Yeah, especially the the really popular horror franchises. There's not many of them that can really say all the way through they are solid. Fridays, definitely not Texas. Definitely not Halloween. Definitely not Hellraiser. Not Scream. Scream 3 was trash. Uh, there's a lot of Chuckies. Predominantly get worse. Final Destinations do not get that yeah, great. No. Saws, get, not. Saws get played out. So yeah, this is this is up there as one of the most solid horror franchises, I think. I mean, with five, and five entries now as well is is reasonable. You Very know? reasonable, yeah. That's, that's, that's getting up there into sort of proper franchise territory and not you know, once we passed, once you passed the trilogy mark, so 
Yeah. <laughs> Considering that includes reboots as well is is even more noteworthy, I think. Oh yeah, you could Would you you obviously 2013 is a reboot and it's one of the most successful and mm-hmm. good reboots slash remake whatever you want to call it reboot remake whatever it's a reboot is this a sequel in the modern era of evil dead i guess it's not another reboot it's uh a new entry in the modern no for for me it's uh i mean it's not a direct sequel but it's a sequel to 2013's evil dead as far as i'm concerned although if if we if we stick with this little theory that we like so much i like it's not a reboot it's just and it's following the the troubles of a different necronomicon that's what it is Um, deadites are screwing with a new group every time (laughs) but no you've got you've got ash's trilogy and then you've got the fourth entry and the fifth entry this is it's a new it's a new it's a new entry this evil dead rise is a sequel to another another story of the evil dead yeah so all in all solid uh, I think we're both really happy with this film. Definitely. For the most definitely, part. Definitely, definitely. Um, we said something a while back about how we were... Get, we were uh, it was a way we were recommending films after we were done discussing them. It, was, it wasn't like a thumbs up or... Uh, it, there was something we something we came up with. Oh, is this... I think this is something that you and T were doing, wasn't it? This is before... No, no you definitely... You, I think you came up with this. Did it, I come it, up? It well, I been... say a lot of stuff, man. You do say a lot of bullets. <laughs> it, I can't it be may... expected to remember everything that I say. <laughs> well, whatever it was, folks, good recommendation. Go check out Evil Dead Rise. Um, but yeah, you don't need definitely to see... recommend this one. You don't need to see any of the other films to enjoy it. Just I go should, in. Just, just occurred to me, I should have probably put a light on at some point. No, I'm just... loving. I've it's been gone darker this. and darker. <laughs> How <laughs> dark your... Time's gone on. <laughs> How dark your window's gone. Like, your your window on my desktop has gone every like half hour it's just getting darker <laughs> i love it i love it um that's for the full-on sat in the dark now tell it talking talking demon possession telling scary we- stories in the dark yeah 100 percent recommend evil dead rise it was absolutely fantastic yeah. um i'm hoping i can get another trip to the cinema to see it as well actually and uh again and take and take it i'll take vic with me she, she's still keen on seeing it so Nice. We may well, we may well go for another trip, to, trip out. If not, I'll be, I'll be renting it on Amazon as soon as yeah. it's available to do so. Um, definitely, and, we'll be watching it again and adding it to the collection. It's, it was great. As we now know, I have now added a to the reboot to my collection. The four. I mean, I'm going to be watching that again soon as well. Yeah. I think. I, I'm really. I'm gonna wait until this turns up and watch it, but I'm really wanting to watch that now. Um, um, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we look into that in June because May. Oh, segue. May is all stocked up now, fully May stocked up, which stocked we up. Uh, we did talk about last episode. But for May, but remind, remind the listeners and me what what we're doing next. <laughs> in case you've forgotten, folks, um, episode forty next week. We're the first week of May. We will be starting with. Fulci's uh, first of his Gates of Hell trilogy, City of the Living Dead. Looking forward to that one. Uh, and, sorry, you, a light, you, you, your screen just got brighter again. Did you open a window with a white screen? I have your, just your... opened the Google, new Google tab. <laughs> I saw just a bit of white light pop up on your face. Um, 
I forgot about this one. Then after City of the Living Dead, we're going to be looking episode 41 at The Outwaters, the uh, little indie film we looked at. Yeah. Last uh, beginning of this year. Looking forward to that one. And then... I'll need to find a source for watching that. Uh, we'll find a lovely little source for that. Um, a proper legal one, that is. Yes. Um, your pick after that, which is the uh, 90s, absolutely fun genie, genie in a bottle, uh, Wishmaster. I nearly bought the Blu-ray special edition today. Nearly bought it. The reason I didn't is because I thought, I want to see if there's a box set with all of them. Yeah, there's more than one, folks. Yeah. But, and I, and I've seen at least I've seen at least um, there may be more but I've seen at least three Wishmaster films and I've got fond memories of enjoying them all of all of them so I didn't want to the price they were asking for one of them I thought I could probably get a box set shut the front door I didn't realize oh wait no it's not 4K it's Blu-ray uh oh there's four four film collection uh wow there's a lot I thought it was just a trilogy. Yeah, Blu-ray, ten pound. Yeah. Um, oh, that poster brings me back. Brings me back. There is, v- yeah, there is a four film. VHS for six pound. That's not bad. Um. So yeah, Wishmaster uh, episode forty-two, third week of May, and uh, we we good for what we talked about the the episode after yeah. that. For yeah, we're yeah. going to be starting a uh, series um on the last weekend. The last episode of every month on the classic universal horror monsters. So we're talking like uh, Lugosi's Dracula. We're talking Carlos Frankenstein, Carlos Mummy. Uh, I can't remember. Those are the actors I can remember playing. Those uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I just couldn't remember the actors playing the other monsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Black Lagoon, Wolfman, you name it, the classics. So the, we're going to be the old universal monsters. Yeah. yeah. So that series will be starting at the end of May and running for however long it takes, really, for us to get through. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess we got to set a list of which specifically yeah. which movies we're going to do, and it'll be, I mean, alongside our usual movie picks and topic episodes, but there will be a running, a running theme, a running series of episodes uh, dealing with. The Universal monster movies, the old, yeah, classics. I don't know if you'd you'd agree to this now as well, but uh, obviously uh, we decided on this because we both have the Blu-ray collector's edition of all the Mm -hmm. original films. Obviously, Mm -hmm. the Universal monsters had lots of films, um, say lots of Frankenstein films. Oh, sure, sequels. We're we're just gonna, yeah, we'll do the originals. I think. Yeah, for this, we're gonna gonna say. Yeah, we'll be looking at the originals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, otherwise not, it's a big series to get him into not when albert uh, abbott and costello meet the mummy and that is another series i, I would like it to you want to do abbott and costello like meet um abbott and costello is... meeting the monsters didn't didn't they do laurel and hardy as well did i'm sure there's is there a laurel and hardy meet meet frankenstein uh, or something i mean i wouldn't have put it past them I might. Um, I, I've I, seen, I don't know. Unless I'm thinking, maybe thinking there's a spooky Laurel and Hardy film. Now, the one I really wanted to do was Abbott Costello meet Leatherface. That has been on my list to watch <laughs> this for a long time. Um, but yeah, they, they, those would be quite cool to look into in the future. Um, 
because I know I know Tarantino is a big Abbott Costello fan, and it's always piqued my interest. Abbott and Costello meet Jason. <laughs> oh man, he's a great. But yeah, that is um, that's your rundown for May. Uh, so that is what's to come. Uh, that will be posted on the Instagram and all the other social medias. Speaking of which, our personal social medias are below us. You can find all the information there. I'm still trying to work out that Twitter. Uh, I say still, I haven't had the time, so I'm going to try this weekend. But the Instagram is there with all the information. It is at the Dreadcast. You can find everything there. And you can find this podcast and all past content on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, where most of the downloads are seeming to come from these days. So thank you for everyone that. Google Podcasts, Amazon slash Audible, Podbean, and the U- Did it again. The YouTube. And the YouTube. It's not called the, the YouTube. YouTube. I'm so old, even though you're old. It's on me. the line. Put it on the line. <laughs> it's on that internet. Um, <laughs> YouTube search, search Dreadcast. Oh, you get the all internet computers content. now. That is one of my favorite Simpsons lines ever. That is just, <laughs> when he's reading the book about starting his internet company. Yeah. They have the little computers now. They have the internet and computers now. Compu Global, Apple, Meganet, Vice President Holmes, Simpson speaking. I junior prefer, Vice President. Executive Junior Vice I prefer Edgeco or Interslice. <laughs> Edgecar, yeah. Oh, oh. Classic Simpsons. Right. I think that's all wrapped up in a nice that little package. That does wrap it up. Thank you ever so much, everybody, for listening. As always, we yes. do thoroughly enjoy talking spooky movies and uh, always would love to hear your feedback so yeah as we've said drop us likes drop us comments share amongst yourselves your family your friends and uh, until next time stay spooky spooky, folks dead by dawn dead by dawn